May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Redeemer. Amen. The year was 1226. The day was October the 3rd. St. Francis of Assisi left us and joined the realms of heavenly light. St. Francis, a name that means free man, my middle namesake. My father's name is also John Francis. Uh, His father before him, John Francis. But his father, my great-grandfather, he was called John Francis. And his father before him, my great-great-grandfather, was, you guessed it, John Francis. Yes, and his father before him. (laughs) If I ever have a son, I will have to name him Bill or George, anything but Francis. Hailing from Roman Catholic Philadelphia with the middle name Francis, I was on the receiving end of a fair bit of middle schoolish middle name mockery. Instead of Francis of Assisi, they called me John Francis is a sissy. But I paid it no mind because even then I knew Francis, this Santa Francesco de Assisi, this earth-loving, animal-conversing, burlap-frocked, Jesus-imitating, barred and peaceful revolutionary was anything but a sissy. This week, we celebrate his legacy, his witness, and his feast day. His influence on the world and on the church is so much more than what he has become today kind of a glorified garden gnome. Today, in memory of Francis's deep love for God's creatures, this afternoon, we will also talk with and bless the animals. As Francis would say, they are our brothers and sisters. He understood the reality that all of the created order, all of life, from the rings of Saturn to our four-legged furry friends, to the camel in the desert, to the hermit crab, and to the face that we see in the mirror. We belong to God and we belong to one another, wrapped up in a holy bond of mutuality that is by design the very stuff of God. As we declare in our Book of Common Prayer, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Come, let us adore him. Just one one small thing, though. I know that they are brothers and sisters, but if you have a snake friend or a tarantula brother uh, to be blessed today, please get in Father Duncan's line. (laughs) Brother Fire, they called him. Tradition tells us that. I suspect that Brother Fire was the name that Francis used for the actual sensation of fire as he warmed his hands by it, alone in the wilderness, communing with God and with creation. And then he was moved back into society to use those same hands 
touched by the fire of God's love, to be an instrument of healing and blessing, and to transform the world around him, and to repair the very foundations of God's church. Francis sang, Brother Sun, Sister Moon, Father Sky, Mother Earth, Brother Fire. Because of his respect and blazing love for all of God's creations, it is no wonder that he himself was called Brother Fire. And Brother Fire is right for him because at a very crucial time in history, when the church was in dire need of a new and genuine movement, in dire need of repair, when the foundations of the church, which are faith, hope, and love in the power of Jesus Christ, Brother Fire chose to respond to God's call to fan it into flames. In our epistle reading for today, Paul encourages his friend Timothy. He writes, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. So, St. Paul's, I'd like to introduce to you a phrase. If my plan is successful, together, we can insert this phrase into the vernacular of Westfield and in our life together. I'd like it to spark and become a kind of catchphrase. The phrase is, keep it lit. As in, keep the flame lit, keep the fire burning. If it starts to wane within you, fan it into flame. Keep it lit. If you see it start to smolder and grow dim in someone else, fan it into flame. Keep it lit. Can you picture it? Brother Francis, Brother Fire, by the fireside, staring into the embers, knowing and feeling that it would be his call and his delight to fan into flame the embers of God's love in the hearts of the world around him, to fan into flame the dwindling embers of the life of the church of his day, to keep it lit. I can almost hear the voice of the Holy Spirit saying to Francis, my church is in ruins. Fan into flame the gift that God has given you. The house of God is in ruins. It has grown cold with irrelevance and apathy. It has been silent in the face of human suffering. I can hear God saying to Francis, its foundations have cracked. It has hidden inside rose-colored stained glass windows while the earth in its beauty and its resources, its very lifeblood has been abused and pillaged. Francis, the church has become desensitized. And it is a reflection of a society that has grown desensitized. It has become dispassionate and cold to the touch. Keep it lit. The foundation is cracked and the walls are crumbling and the fire of love and unity and compassion and empathy are flickering out. Fan into flames the hearts of men and women of your time. Fan into flame 
the heart within your own chest and the heart of the worship that you have together so that people will come to gather around your warmth. Keep it lit. Now, will you picture this scene with me from our gospel reading? All around the mulberry tree, the disciples talk with Jesus. His friends and disciples gathered around him there in the countryside, filled with wonder and new zeal and spiritual ambition, wanting to be more like their rabbi and friend, Jesus. And they pleaded with him and they said, Lord, increase our faith. And Jesus pointed to the mulberry tree, perhaps because it was the closest thing to him, a visual aid to use as a teaching point growing nearby just happenstantially. Or maybe Jesus knew how deep the mulberry tree's roots grow. You see, mulberry trees are known for their ability to sustain growth in varieties of climates. This is primarily due to their deep and healthy root structures, even when the branches above ground become sparse and debilitated, their root structures are vigorous, even invasive. The mulberry trees that grow around your home, as a matter of fact, can affect your foundation with their roots. Mulberry trees can cause foundation problems, but it's not specifically due to the roots penetrating the foundation. It's more so because their root growth becomes a problem for the soil that affects the integrity and strength of the soil below the house, making it difficult for the earth to support the weight of your home. As a carpenter, I imagine maybe Jesus knew this about mulberry trees and how they affect foundations. When the roots of the mulberry tree invade a home's foundation, the foundation begins to buckle and warp under and around the foundation. Any cracks in the foundation are worsened by the expansion of mulberry trees. Friends, the world around us and the foundation of it, the foundation of our society, of our nation, even our churches, has been invaded. It's being strangled by the pervasive and deep roots of fear and hatred and racism and indifference. And those roots are choking out the life and cracking us to our core. The disciples were right. It will take an increase of faith to remedy this. It will require us to fan into flame the gifts God has given us in the good news. And that is just a little bit of faith, just the smallest flicker, just a smoldering wick, just faith the size of a mustard seed. With that, we can yank out those roots, root and all, those knotty and gnarly roots. Every heart 
mine and yours, has knots. Some of those knots were tied by other people. Some of them were tied by us. But the good news is, with faith, we can yank them out, roots and all. Francis had enough faith to ask God to increase his ability, to increase his faith, so he could say to the human hearts around him, may the fear and doubt and despair that cracks our foundation be uprooted. Fan into flame the gifts God has given you. Keep it lit. Whether we have faith the size of a mustard seed or the glowing embers of the gifts and dreams of God for our lives, we can fan those gifts of God into flame like those first disciples, like St. Francis. We can ask God to increase our faith. And evidence of our request for faith comes when we demonstrate our faith by blowing onto the embers. And we do this by how we give our time by how we give our resources, by how we give our energies where our treasure lies. And if we give those things into the kingdom of God, into repairing the foundations of the church, the things that show his love and hope to a world entangled by hatred and despair. And you don't have to be St. Francis. You don't even have to be a saint. You're already a saint if you follow Jesus. You don't have to be a saintly soul to fan the flames of God of love within you and to repair the foundations of the church, to live a life that uproots fear and hatred. You just have to keep it lit. So make us an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us spread love. Keep it lit. Where there is despair, let us spread hope. Keep it lit. Where there is darkness, let us spread light. And keep it lit. Amen.